Hey friend, welcome to Purposefully Planned Mom Life. Are you over rocking that hot mess mom bun? Do you find yourself up late at night wondering when you're going to figure it out and how to have more balance in your day to day? Do you wake up with big ambitious goals only to feel disappointment when nothing goes as you intended and somehow the house is still a mess, you haven't showered again, and yeah, that quiet time, forget about it. Hey, I'm Sarah. I too was that busy mama who looked like I had it together but deep down struggled with how I somehow got lost in this new season. I wanted more balance in my life and I wanted to work towards my God-given goals and dreams but didn't know where to start now that I was a parent. I kept telling myself, this is how life is now and I'm simply just a hot mess mom. Eventually, I broke up with that ungodly belief over my life and began planning and journaling and taking action. In this podcast, you will learn how to prioritize and plan, develop intentional habits, and build your faith as a busy, multi-passionate mama so that you can have more clarity, confidence, and purpose in all that God is calling you into. If you're ready, yank up those high-waisted leggings, grab that journal and planner, and let's get to it. Hey, mama friends, welcome back to the show. You are in for such a treat today. I cannot wait to for you just to hear what my friend Emily has to share with you today. We're talking about clutter and we're talking about how that steals time from us. We're talking about how as busy moms, we should really kind of just take a look at this area of our life and we should really consider decluttering our lives as a whole. So Emily, welcome to the show. Emily is a wife. She's a mother of two energetic boys. She's a simplicity seeker, and she's also the host of a top 1.5% globally ranked podcast, Moms Overcoming Overwhelm, where she helps moms declutter their homes, heads, and hearts. I love that. I love play on words. If y'all have been here for a while, you know I like the, I don't know what that's called, but the H's. It's great. Emily enjoys and loves writing poetry. She loves Zumba dancing and dancing in general, which I just found out before we started. And she loves eating peanut butter out of the jar. So Mm -hmm. Emily, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me, Sarah. I'm very excited. And yes, Zumba is so fun. And maybe I can come take one of your classes someday. Oh, that would be awesome. I love it. I'm learning a couple new songs and I'm just like so hyped about it. I can't wait to teach on Saturday. (laughs) But anyways, let's get right into it. So I have a couple just basic questions for you. And then obviously we'll elaborate and kind of just go into this whole idea of clutter and whatnot. So I have question one I have for you is what is clutter stealing from us as busy moms? Give us a little idea of like, what is it stealing from us? Yeah. So clutter is not neutral. It's not just this extra stuff in your home and you have enough room for it. So you might as well just keep it. It is actually negatively impacting you in several ways. So I like to geek out on the science. I'm going to briefly mention a little bit of the science behind it. Cause if you're like me and your husband is like totally into the facts, or maybe you are yourself, mm-hmm. if you're making any sort of change in your life, it's helpful to kind of draw on some of this um, science in this case. So The first thing with our time, um, there was one study done by a kind of unlikely source, the National Soap and Detergent Association. I don't know what they do, but they did find out (laughs) that an uncluttered home, there's 40% less housework, which hallelujah, because I cannot stand cleaning. It's one of my least favorite things. Yeah. 
Sarah's raising her hand. Can't so breathe. if if you think about, you know, having to do the stuff shuffle and you just keep moving things, the piles from place to place when you're wanting to clean, it's going to take more time, right? So when you own less, that means it's less time cleaning, which means that we can actually spend more time on the things that are most important to us. So what takes up your space takes up your time. Clutter is not a neutral thing. So the first thing that we want to reclaim as busy moms is our time. Can I get an amen for that? Amen. <laughs> We're all looking for more time here. Okay. Oh my gosh. Yes. So the next thing is our physical health. Uh, clutter impacts our sleep. So if you're in a cluttered bedroom, you have sleep disturbances and sleep issues. Uh, another study found that if you're in an untidy kitchen and you're given the option between carrots, cookies, and crackers, you're going to choose the cookies. <laughs> Stop it. Uh-huh. Oh yep. my gosh. In 2016, there was a study done on that. Yeah. So we're going to pick something when we're stressed, we're going to pick something that we're like, oh yeah, those cookies look good. So it's impacting kind of how we, how we're eating. And then it also impacts our kids because they're developing and they see, we see clutter as undone tasks. They see it as visual stimulus overwhelm. So as their bodies and brains are developing, if you find your kids are in the playroom and they keep getting their bin of something, they dump it, what I call the dump and go, they dump it, they go to the next thing, dump it, going to the next thing. You know, we have our kids that are like really developing in all of these different ways. And when they have too much, they, it's just overwhelming for them and they can't make decisions. So it's impacting our health and it's impacting our kids' health. So that would be the second thing that we want to reclaim ladies is our health, right? Our physical health. Should I move on to number three, Sarah? Are you ready? Yes, please. Let's do it. Bring it. Okay. Our peace. So when we think about anxiety, we think about stress, we think about all of these things that through, you know, through our, our planning and through journaling, we're trying to work through some of these things, right? And uh, one of the very famous studies from 2010, they followed couples around who were describing their homes. Um, and if they describe them as being cluttered or disorganized or unfinished, the women actually had higher stress hormone, higher cortisol levels than the women that were describing their homes as comfortable or cozy or whatever. And those women also had increase in depression they had greater fatigue in the evenings and they had a more difficult transition from work to home and their husbands did not experience the same rise in cortisol levels as the women, which is kind of interesting because traditionally, at least in the United States, women still responsible for most of home management, right? Mm -hmm. And so it is, if you think your clutter is stressing you out, it actually is. It is raising your cortisol levels and it is causing you to feel anxious also. I'm looking around my uh, office right now. Anything that's in my visual field, I see as something I need to do. I need to put that away. I need to sign that paper. I need to do this. How many times do we look around one room and it's all the stuff that we have to do and automatically it's going on that mental to-do list, right? Wow. So it is, it is causing us to feel more anxious because we're seeing clutter is undone, undone tasks. So yeah. So the third thing would be that it's stealing our peace. Oh, wow. Oh my gosh. There's so much that you said in there that I'm like, yes, yes. Because <laughs> there was actually, I've done a couple episodes recently um, where we've talked about, where I've personally talked about. So I am very visually stimulated. Like I'm, I'm a very visual person. Um, I know for me walking from literally my bedroom, I don't have a mansion. So it's not like it's a far walk from my bedroom to my kitchen 
And if there is too much that's visually stimulating, it, I can feel, I feel stressed out. And that's what you're saying is there's cortisol levels rising. There's the stress hormones probably releasing. And it's, of course, it's easier for men because they can just overlook. <laughs> <laughs> At least I noticed that my kids who are boys, but mostly my, my, my husband, he doesn't see what I see, you know, hey, it's kind of okay. interesting, right? Of easier for them. No, I'm just kidding. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> sort of, but yeah, I, I, you know, I was thinking the other day, like one of the things that I do that I've created as far as like a very intentional action that I have on my habit tracker that I try to do every single night is I have a large kitchen Island. It's kind of oversized. It doesn't need to be that big, but whoever did this house was like, Oh, let's put this giant Island in. Well, sounds great. And everyone thinks, Oh, that's exciting to have a big kitchen with a big Island. Guess what? It catches more stuff and there's more space to put clutter and to leave things that, you know, just sit on there. So for the first couple of years of my son's life, it would be the catch-all. And I would come home, like you said, I would come home and I would be frustrated because I'm like, oh, I got to clean them. But I want to go to bed. It's 1030 at night. And when I wake up in the morning, I just want to go in and start my coffee. But then I see my counter, my island is full of stuff. And there goes my morning of starting off feeling relaxed. So this all makes sense. And this all just confirms exactly why I do what I do personally, (laughs) because I'm wanting to have more peace in my life. I am wanting to have less stress, less anxiety, less Mm -hmm. anxiousness and all the things. And it all starts with, for me, it's a visual thing and then it transfers mentally. So that's, yeah. Well, I recently discovered something called a highly sensitive person, HSP. There's actually a quiz you can take. And it is interesting because it's about your sensitivity to things in your environment. So for me, I rank very high. I'm sensitive to caffeine, very sensitive to noise, sensitive to, like you said, the physical things This the in my environment. And so when I realized that, I realized like, wow, clutter is impacting me maybe even more than some other people. So Um, That's something I would recommend taking a look at, but the last thing is our energy. So, you know, anytime you're moving stuff from place to place, or even thinking about like, oh, I have to clean that up. I have to do that. It is stealing one of our most precious resources, which is our energy that we want to be able to go towards other things. And so all of the things, yes, it is true that decluttering requires the time and energy also, but then if you're able to kind of incorporate that as a kind of regular habit, then the payoff is that when you come home, you're not having to use that little bit of energy you have left at the end of the day to be having to clear up all of this stuff that is everywhere. So yeah, we want to make sure we can reclaim our energy because it's hard to have high levels of energy anytime, but especially if you are (laughs) having to take care of, you know, jobs and littles and all the other things. So we want to, we want to get that back. Yes, definitely. And I know on the nights that I've taught Zumba, like I used to teach on Thursday nights and man, like those were the nights I'd come home and I'm like, if my kitchen wasn't clean, it wasn't happening, especially because I exerted what was left of my energy at 630 at night or an hour of Zumba. And let me tell you, I go hard. So <laughs> yeah, like I don't even know sometimes where I get the energy from, but I'm like, we're, we're doing the thing and yeah, coming home. And I, I mean, for me, if I'm like, I, and I'm sure there's people that can relate to this, especially if you're a working mom, if your job requires you to be mentally like super active, you know what I mean? You're already exerting in your job, whether that's, you know, during the day or at night or 
um, maybe you work from home or maybe in your business, right? You're already exerting just this mental energy of doing all the things, checking off the boxes, making sure you, you know, take care of the house or the little ones, whatever it is you're responsible for. And then if you don't, like you said, take those little steps every day and create these either habits or intentional actions, it becomes so much harder to catch up because instead of being proactive, we are now reactive to our circumstances and our situation of, you know, a messy home or cluttered areas of our house. And, you know, I always choose and tell people like, be proactive about it. Let's choose to be proactive. And for me personally, once I get to that point by chopping away slowly at getting to, you know, a a clean decluttered home, once I get to that point, it's easier to maintain and it's no longer feeling stressful. You know, I, I don't want to wait till I have to catch up and spend a couple hours or a couple days trying to get to that point. I would rather do a little bit at a time to maintain yes. and to start over every single time. And that's that. I mean, that's I, I think everybody's goal. Right. I would hope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's see. What is what does the Bible have to say about decluttering and simplicity? Obviously, you know, we're, we're on a faith, faith-based podcast here, right? And I know that your podcast is also very faith-based. So I would love to know, because I don't personally know, what does the Bible have <laughs> about decluttering? Because I think that's fascinating. Yeah, I find it pretty fascinating too. I, you know, just kind of recently discovered some of these things. I am very proud of myself. I read through the entire Bible. I actually just had my 365th day streak. So I was very proud wow. of myself for that. Yeah. Oh, I'm like, I can't, I can't stop the streak. Um, but yeah, I've kind of been looking at things through this lens and there are just a couple of verses and concepts that I want to share. And one of them is, um, you know, in John 10, 10, uh, the thief comes only to steal, kill and destroy. I come that they may, I came rather that they may have life and have it abundantly. So this concept of having an abundant life, a lot of times when I talk about abundance mentality versus scarcity, people are like, well, what are you talking about abundance? Like my, my home is filled with stuff. <laughs> I have plenty of abundance. And I'm like, no, 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 that's not what I'm talking about. What you're talking about is you're looking at God, like as your provider. And also that you're finding your self-worth in, you know, as a, as a child of God and in who you are and whose you are, and that you're not finding your worth through your stuff. You're not finding it through your latest purchase. You're not finding it through the roles that you play and the, you know, status that you have and those responsibilities, but there's that inherent uh, self-worth that you feel. So then you're able to be able to give from this feeling of self-worth and this generosity that when you know that you have too much, you're able to bless others by having that kind of more open-handed uh, mindset rather than that you're having your hands closed and clinging to all of your stuff. And, oh, I might need this someday. Oh, I might use this. I want to keep it just in case. Like all of that is very scarcity mentality. And the Bible calls us to this abundant life where we're relying and trusting in God and not holding fast and holding tightly to all of our physical possessions. So that would be one verse that I think is really critical to understanding um, the biblical perspective on it. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. I just had another interview where we talked about trusting in God and, and really leaning in on, you know, really holding on to what he says about us and how he's always going to take care of us. And that scarcity mindset, like I can relate to that very much because that's actually, um, I have people in my very close family 
that live this way. Mm -hmm. And honestly, for me, like going over to X person's home, right? Love them. I really, really do because they're very, very close. But it's very overwhelming for me because, you know, I see and I'm visually stimulated. And then also the way that they do, you know, quote unquote shop and the things that they Mm -hmm. buy, it's out of this place of scarcity and not abundance, you know, and I can see that as you explain that I can see that in people that are close to me. And it's, I mean, it's a legitimate thing. And maybe if you're listening, you can totally relate to that. So this is not, it's not something, no judgment, no judgment. Mm -hmm. We all know that, but maybe this is your conviction of really just starting to ask God to kind of open your heart to hearing what Emily has to say. And of course, we'll share her show and everything at the end. But I definitely want people to, as they're listening, to really be open that this is, if this is convicting you in some way, you know, don't take it as a negative thing. Take it as, you know what, God, you have something to show me and something that I need to hear through this. So anyways, um, but I believe you have, let's see. So we have that one verse and then- I have one other verse very quickly, if that's okay. And you're talking about trusting God. And this is from Exodus 16. This is the having a manna mindset. Okay. Okay. (laughs) And so, you know, when the Lord was saying, okay, you're going to, you're going to collect this manna. And so this is Exodus 16, 15. Um, It's like, you know, Moses said to them, it's the bread of life. This is what the Lord's commanded it. And, you know, They collected everything, but then this is the part that I really want to focus on. Uh, Verse 19, Moses said to them, let no one leave any of it over till the morning, but they did not listen to Moses. Some left part of it till the morning and it bred worms and stink. Okay. Oh, (laughs) gross. Right. (laughs) But the point being that God is like, I'm going to provide for you, right? I am going to give this to you. And the people were still like, but wait, but wait, I got to collect more. I got to keep more, right? It's not enough. I'm not going to have enough. And what happened to the excess? It bread worms and it stank. So if we think about clutter in that way, that is this extra stuff we don't need that has this negative impact on our life. We can sort of have that mana mindset, like God is providing. I don't need to amass and keep all of this extra. It is not helping me. It's actually hurting me. So that would be the other Bible verse that I would point people to or Bible verses that I would point them to. Amazing. And I'll be sure to include that in the show notes as well. So people can reference that, but yeah, that's it's so interesting because you don't even, I, I think a lot of people, when you talk about, there's some other verses, I can't think of them off the top of my head, but there's some other verses. So I love the ones you chose because those are ones that are not like the the ones that are used all the time. And, and I think those are the ones that you really have to dig deep and kind of peel back the layers of understanding what God was trying to communicate through that. And that's yeah. so, so good. I love that. Oh my gosh. So All right. So if let's say there's a mom listening and she's like, this is me. I have too much clutter in my home. Help me. (laughs) What do I do? Can you just give us some like practical, tactical, what are just a few, you know, on this show, we're always talking about just being simple. One of the biggest things I love about, which I know you love, obviously simplicity, right? I am all about like when we are taking steps to find more balance in our lives and, and, you know, take, be good stewards of this thing called mom life and life in general and all the things God's called us to. We want to keep it simple and achievable. So where can the overwhelmed mom start? Like where is where are her first couple of steps? 
Yes. I recommend starting in the most unemotional, unsentimental areas possible. And the reason is that we're wanting to really build those decision-making muscles because when you are decluttering, you're making decisions about things, right? So we don't want to start with the grandmother's China. We don't want to start with the onesie that your child came home in from the hospital. Do not start there. Okay, (laughs) please. You want to start with something that's a little unorthodox, which is your car. And yes, your car is not in your home. I recognize that unless you like live in a RV or something, but anyway, (laughs) so you want to, you know, have this very small contained space where most of the things that you are taking out is trash. You're not having to make these agonizing decisions and you're able to recognize the benefit immediately of having that clearer space. And it doesn't take you a lot of time. So In my Facebook group, we do five day a week decluttering challenges, 15 minutes a day. And so, you know, a car is something that in 15 minutes, maybe 30 minutes, you can really get through and not sentimental stuff. Similarly, the bathroom, that would be the next place I recommend any of the bathrooms. You have expired medication, you have makeup, you have no idea when you bought it. You have like the random sample products of whatever you have your kids with their moldy bath toys. Like we don't have to make it hard, you know, like let's start with the easy places, your fridge, the leftovers from three weeks ago, get rid of it. The pasta that expired in 2021, get rid of it. Like let's start with some of these easy places in short spurts of time. And then you gain momentum, but you also really build those decision-making muscles. So that is what I always tell people to start with. No, that's so good. Yes. And I, I, there's some of those that you gave examples of that I'm like, oh, you're right. I need to go do that again. (laughs) because <laughs> I think I do have expired makeup that I don't know what year I bought it. And it was probably from when I was 16. So it's probably not healthy for my skin anyhow. Um, not that I wear a lot of makeup, but you know, if I do, God forbid, like I need to have it available. Right. So that's too funny. Um, but yeah, I know I personally, like, I like to clean out my pantry. I try to do it every couple of months because again, maintaining is so much easier but yeah. then I do take a chunk of time and depending on how consistent I've been throughout the year, it might only take me 10 or 15 minutes to really go through, reorganize. And then when I open it, I'm just so happy because I'm like, look how pretty this looks. And for mm-hmm. me, I don't know about y'all, but like, I'm all about that kind of win and I will celebrate that. I do not care how silly it sounds. If I open up my pantry and it is organized and it's not not cluttered with expired pastas and all the things that I bought that I probably don't need anyway. But that's like a totally different issue of shopping. I do shop a lot at Costco. So there's that. Um, But it's so joyful and peaceful to open up my pantry and to have it clear and to have it clean and organized. And I don't mean OCD. We're not talking about being OCD psychos over here. We're talking about just living with simplicity and decluttering spaces that like you said, it's not serving us in our life and it's actually harming us even if we don't realize it. Yeah. So I love that. That's so amazing. Did you have any other tips for us that we could get started when it comes to decluttering? Um, Anything you want to wrap up with as far as just whether it's where to get started or if the mom's like, you know, like how do I get in the right headspace to also make those hard decisions when it, it they do get to the point mm-hmm. of those sentimental items and things in their home. 
Yeah, I would say just sort of as a takeaway is that you, you know, you are worth more than you have ever paid for anything in your home. So supposedly the uh, average American household has 300,000 items in it. Even if each of those cost $1, you are worth more than that. So you have to really have this attitude of like reclamation, like I am reclaiming these resources so that I can pursue what God has put as a calling on my life. Your calling for your life is not being a full-time stuff manager. I promise yeah. you, <laughs> you are called, right. You're called you're or a stuff shuffler or whatever you are called for so much more. So you really have to look at it. Like I am the CEO of my home and I am reclaiming my precious resources and I'm worth than, more than all of it. And have that really empowering mindset when you start this. And that really will help you to be able to make even some of those harder decisions because you're worth more than any of it, really. Oh my gosh. I love that. I could, oh, I'm going to have to come up with some journaling questions for this one because there's so much we could go into (laughs) on all of this. And it goes so much deeper. Like I think when you think of like decluttering, you don't think this deep about it, but I love that you're bringing that to light and how much it does affect us, how much it does steal from us and, and the areas of our life that it does steal from us. So this is, this is amazing. Thank you so much, Emily, for, for being here and just pouring just your love into this interview and also just sharing with us all the things that, you know, that, you know, and you obviously love sharing on your podcast too. So where, if the listeners are like, okay, that's me, I need to be in Emily's life, please. I need her. Um, where can we find you? Where are the places that we can get connected with you? Yeah. Thank you so much. So wherever you're listening to Sarah right now, you can find me at the mom's overcoming overwhelm podcast, and that's the best place to go. And then I always link in the show notes to my Facebook group where we do those decluttering challenges. So that's the best place for me to, for you to find me. Oh, amazing. I love it. I'm going to have, listen, I'm going to have you come into my uh, group and we're doing a, we're going to do a decluttering challenge. I'm all Okay. About I'm up for it. We're doing it. Good. <laughs> the minute you said that I was like, boom, I got to have a conversation <laughs> with her. Perfect. Well, Emily, thank you again so much. Of course, I'm sure there's so much we could talk about and chat about, but if you're listening, you got a few really good, just nuggets of gold when it comes to decluttering and some steps just to get started. And then I will probably come up with some journaling questions for you around this because I think that we should be digging deeper when it comes to the the clutter in our lives and how that affects us. And maybe you really resonate with that. So thank you so much, Emily, again. And I'll include all the links in the show notes below. And I will also include those Bible verses for you to reflect back on. So thank you so much. And I hope y'all have a wonderful rest of your week. Yeah, thanks so much, Sarah. I truly hope you were able to receive something from today's episode. If you have a moment and you are loving this episode or this show, if you could please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts, it would be such a blessing to me. And this is how I really know that this is somehow blessing you. Thanks so much again, friends. And until next time, have a wonderful goal crushing week.